Hello, booty friends. Welcome to the Plug Podcast by B Vibe. I'm your host, Luna Matadas. I'm a sex and pleasure educator. And here on the Plug Podcast, we are taking anal sex conversations even deeper. If you're the first time tuning in, all the puns are always intended. This season has been so well filled. We've had such fun and playful conversations, educational conversations. We're really broadening what conversations we're including when we talk about anal pleasure. So we've talked about everything from weed and butt stuff to porn and butt stuff, kinky anal sex, anal sex and the pelvic floor. The Plug podcast is made possible by B-Vibe. B-Vibe is an award-winning sex toy company. They brought you the world's first rimming butt plug and continue to innovate with pleasure education and high-end sex toys. So something new that we've added this season is listener stories. Yep, yep, that's right. I was hungry for your booty tales all about your anal sex experiences. So we asked you to submit them via speakpipe.com. And in this episode, I invited my dear boo and magnificent sexologist, Marla Renee Stewart, to join me to listen to your first time booty tales. So, so many great submissions. They were all really amazing and interesting to listen to. And I'm so sad we couldn't include them all, but we picked a few of the amazing submissions we received to share with you in this episode. Marla's wisdom on seduction, communication, and anal techniques soaked this episode in practical pleasure tips. Marla Renee Stewart is a sexologist, coach, and author who runs her own sexuality company called Velvet Lips. She's also the co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference, which is hands down the best sex conference I've ever been to. She has studied human sexuality for more than 20 years and has given over 500 workshops all over the world. She's also been featured on a variety of media outlets, including Netflix's Trigger Warning, with Killer Mike and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She co-wrote her first book, The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay with Dr. Jessica O'Reilly, which debuted in April 2020. Now, Marla and I, Marla was living in Atlanta and I was living in Toronto. And, you know, some kind of like beautiful kismet of the universe opened up during Toronto Pride one year where I was standing with some of my friends, uh, one of the, the Pride kind of venues, and I was wearing my Peg the Patriarchy shirt and this handmade floof-tacular tulle rainbow tutu and Marla was by herself and wearing a Sex Down South t-shirt and uh, she approached me and I was like wow this person's so bold to you know be here by herself at Pride there's like a million people at Toronto Pride and we just immediately hit it off so we were just two strangers at Pride in Toronto and now we're, we're great friends and colleagues and I'm so happy to introduce you to her in this episode so I hope you enjoy this first time anal story time okay Marla I am so excited to have you here mostly because I love you and I love talking to you Um, but I think that you're you're gonna bring such a cool conversation because of the perspectives you bring to your sex education work and so I, I think we're really lucky to have you here to kind of be this like fly on the wall for all of these first time anal stories. And I would love to hear from you, you know, what, what is it like teaching butt stuff in your practice and your sex education work? Like what kinds of, you know, stories or questions do you hear from people? You know, when I'm, you know, teaching about butt stuff, it's so funny to me because I was like, you know, at the beginning of my career in education, But stuff was like, nope, exit only, what are you talking about? And like, it was just like not on my radar at all. And so um, as I've, you know, did more education, did more exploration, um, it kind of, uh, I I was, I, I realized like, oh wait, butt stuff is cool. I like butt stuff now, this is great. So just to know that like, and I always tell people, you know, our bodies change, things change about us, we evolve, you know, and so, you know, what you liked 10 years ago, or what you didn't like 10 years ago might mean might, um, might be something that you like now. And so what with my clients, I really try to encourage them to explore to not be afraid of butt stuff. Um, particularly for, you know, my straight, you know, heterosexual black male clients, I really try to say, Hey, 
this place needs exploring because guess what? You know, if you don't explore it, you never know how much pleasure you can really have. And it's really sexy. And then I tell my fun butt stories. Um, and then I think that really helps to relax them to be like, oh, so it is fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's really fun, especially if someone does it well and does it right. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, you just don't want to be going in there, you know, all nilly willy. Willy nilly. Yeah, spit and poke. We're not into the spit and poke. <laughs> not, not spit and poke. No, no spit and poke. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> but I think that's what I love about the way that you teach. Like you're so you give people skills so that they can be adaptive. You know, you're not giving them a recipe. You're not being like, here's how you do the thing. You give them skills to explore, to get curious, to keep meeting the needs of your changing bodies, your changing desires. And, you know, everything that you teach from, like, dirty talk to, we got to talk about your book. Oh, my God. We have to talk about the book, Seduction. If you're listening and you want seduction tips, Marla's, like, my go-to seduction person. I'm like, you just got to go to Marla. Marla's, like, really on the ball when it comes to things like tease and, like, confidence and communication, helping people get into things, which is so, those are those skills are critical for butt stuff. I mean, for all types of sex, but especially for butt stuff where we've just seen a lot of the spit and poke. Like we've just seen porn that really doesn't depict lube or communication or anal seduction. And so, yeah, what do you think, what do you think's missing from, you know, the way that, that we talk about anal sex or the way that we learn about it? Well, I think what's missing is that we don't teach it in the schools, right? We often teach that it is something that's taboo. And I think if we had more comprehensive sex ed, like in the schools that talked mm. about orgasms and pleasure and healthy relationships, and as well as, you know, condoms and, you know, or bound boundaries or violence and what, and, you know, intimate violence looks like. I think if we explored all those things as young people, we would be better at, at navigating this world, especially mm. around butt stuff, and that we don't go into it ignorant or going into it watching porn thinking that porn is education or that porn is is meant to be the end all be all truth um and in and, and having that um you know not go well for people <laughs> because of they try to emulate what they see uh which we know is you know porn is entertainment and not necessarily educational so i think that um that piece can that that's there's something to be said about that but uh, for the yeah. most part, yeah, I think uh, we just need to tackle it young so that it's not such um, so taboo, you know, um, as people go out into the world and, and explore their bodies and themselves. Yeah, I love that you're advocating for our sex ed to be inclusive of anal as an erogenous zone. It totally is. We've got an episode coming up about that where we're talking with someone um, who does a lot of work around parenting that is sex positive and and how to you know when's the appropriate age and how do we talk about it because i don't i don't know i don't really have any hopes anytime soon that schools are gonna be <laughs> like like doing this so how do we as the other adults in young people's lives like open up these conversations and and make it easier because you know some of the stories that we're going to listen to today in this this special like listener episode are about first time anal and some of them are not so happy. I mean, some of them are, are depicting what I think a lot of our common experiences are around anal things like pain or confusion or shame around mess and things like that. And so I, I you know, we had uh, your co-author who also is so fabulous, Dr. Jess on for our first episode and she was talking about poop and pain and, and she really also delved into the seduction piece and, and what, what that also means we're cushioning those moments that might be awkward, that might be messy, that might not be, you know, this ideal performative kind of vision that we have from porn. And so can you tell us a bit about, about your book and, and some of the techniques and uh, topics that you cover? Because I'm sure these are so relevant for the kinds of things we talk about here on The Plug. Yeah, like, of course, in the ultimate guide to seduction and foreplay. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I'm myself. laughs> you know, well, with us, you know, uh, the, the book really explores the seduction piece, sort of the mental piece, emotional, how we want to feel um, around sex. And then, you know, we go into the practical tips and, uh, you know, we always say, hey, 
there is, of course, we're going to focus on genitals and stuff, but there's butt stuff in here too. And we just say like, you need to eroticize butt stuff more. You need to explore it, see all the sensations that feel good. And, um, uh, yeah, cause with our book, it's not, uh, gendered or anything. We just kind of like, you know, you got a penis, you got a vulva, you got a booty, like, Hey, these are the things that you can do. Um, so yeah, in the book, you know, we just cover sort of the technical sciencey pieces and then you know we talk about, you know, all of the um uh the ways that you can, you know, seduce the booty, uh of course. So Yeah. I love that. And do you think that seducing the butt because of the shame that's around it, do you think that there's, you know, kind of special things that people need to consider or is there special conversations or communication that, that people should have about butt stuff? Absolutely. Um, so with butt stuff, we always know everybody says like lube, 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 but you really have to find like what lube is like best for you. Right. So, you know, uh, that part, that piece is the exploration piece. And I think if you were to explore like with fingers first or with tongue first, um, you know, and with the lube, I think that, oh yeah, but you really have to explore like what lube is best for you, what your body really feels. You know, I know some people whose butts lube up great, uh, for anal sex, right? Like their booties are just there and ready. Um, but a lot of people's booties, you know, typically don't work like that. So they do yeah. need, you know, they do need lube. They do need um, and, and just exploring which type of lube you, you know, you like, you want, what feels good, you know. Um, and, you know, we can all come with our recommendations. I mean, for, you know, you, I'm sure, and I, we all we often probably will say silicone lube is a great lube, you know, for booty exploration. Um, but it's really about uh, what, you know, how you feel, how your body feels. And, you know, some people are in a, you know, coconut oil or whatever the case may be. So um, I think it's just important just to explore and um, um, but it really just exploring for yourself so you know what feels good to you. So like I said, it doesn't get into a situation where you're traumatized or where you're like, I don't want to do anal ever again because I've had plenty of clients who are like, well, I did anal because, you know, he just went in there and I'm like, what, what kind of lube did you use? What lube? No lube just spit or you know and I'm like no 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 that is not okay um yes. so that's probably why you're traumatized and now you're not gonna you're not ready to like do it again because you know you have this uh you know you have that issue so yeah I think that that's so important like it there is no one recipe fits all for for anal in terms of what you need in terms of you know, what kind of lube works for everybody, like that's just not realistic. And, and, you know, you, I think this idea that you're, you're heading into about like exploring, like really keep it about an exploration, like what is best for my booty hole or the booty hole that I'm lucky enough to get into. And, and just like continue with that attitude of like curiosity. Um, I, I, I want to ask you about your fun booty stories too, but I think I'm going to save it till the end. And if you're willing to share like a booty blooper with us too, um, that would be awesome. A time that something went wrong or that was funny or whatever. Um, but I, I, I want to get your thoughts on some of our, our stories that we have. And I thought it'd be really fun for us to chat about them and kind of, you know, engage with people's very personal, like very vulnerable. I was so shocked at how many stories we got from people when I asked our audience to share um, their first time anal and whatever that meant to them, whether that was giving, whether that was receiving, whether that was external, internal play, whatever it is. And I've selected um, a few of them for us to listen to. So are you, are you ready to, to listen to? Some? I am ready. I am ready. Okay. All right. I love being a perv into the audio of people's anal lives. Me too. <laughs> There's nobody else I'd rather go into this pervy space with than you. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay, let's listen to First Time Anal Mistress. Initially, it was uh, very scary, but uh, as the time passed, and my mistress just made me comfortable, and she just uh, tied my hands and made me into doggy style. 
and just slowly inserted the dick, the dildo, my ass. And uh, initially it was hurting, but after two or three strokes, it was giving an immense pressure. And while she was fucking me hard from behind, she was pulling my hairs, and uh, she just rode me all night, and I was just exhausted. It was a great experience. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's a good one. There's so much juiciness in that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, what did you think of that one? I wanted more details. Like, I'm, I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, like, what? I want to know all the things, right? Like, all the details. But I guess you have to, like, fill them in in your, in your head, in your brain. But I love that you want them because that's, like, what, what I go to, too. Like, I want to hear all of the – these were, like, teasers of this fantasy. I want to be like, what was she wearing? What were you wearing? What went in your butt? How big was it? Did it have balls? You know. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I was feeling. And um, <laughs> it totally took me back to uh, – uh, it was uh, the – surprise butt stuff <laughs> that I've done. Um, I mean, yeah. we can save it for later, but it totally reminds me of just like the first time I slipped my fingers uh, into this guy's uh, um, booty. And it just, uh, it was like one of those things where it was like, oh, oh, oh. It, you know, the way he described it as like, it was kind of painful at first, but then like after a couple times, like, Actually, it felt really good, you know, and so um, I, I think it, it just totally reminds me, too, of people when they're like, no, it hurts. As soon as it goes in, like they don't they aren't patient with themselves to kind of like breathe yeah. and relax into it. And I think that um, so I thought that was beautiful. Um, I love the fact that he talked about, about his mistress and like um and how the you know mistress like introduced the stildo and um i love how like you know folks in the sex industry like we can just uh be creative um yes you know with our exploration and be like this is what we're gonna do today you know yes. i'm guessing it wasn't off the table you know in their negotiations so uh um so I was really kind of like, and I was proud of him too, like way to stick it in there, like way to like follow it through and, you know, cause sometimes, like I said, people would be like, no, stop. It hurts. Like, you know, he was really, uh, it sounded, or they were really just kind of like, um, you know, just like going with it. So I like that. Yeah. I felt the same pride. I felt like, oh my gosh, like good for you and your booty hole. I loved that. I loved everything that you love that this like, you know, the you make such a good point about, you know, there's a, di a difference between discomfort and pain. If it's stabby, burny, yeah, like you got to stop immediately. But if it, you know, it is an area that a lot of us are not used to penetration. And so there is a discomfort. And then that tension throughout our pelvic floor, like tightens everything. We forget to breathe, you know. And having a, a partner, um, and, in, and in this case, like, you know, it sounded like a, a pro experience. And so what's, what's awesome about that is that a supportive partner or a really good professional are going to create that comfort environment so that you could say, hey, back off a little bit. And when you feel safe that you're going to be heard and your boundaries and your body, then you will like back off or you will like take it a little bit deeper and kind of wait it out. But it's like this rushing, this like get it in, like let's just like push past it on both ends. I think I've done that as a receiver. I've been like, oh, like I can tell, you know, especially for people with penises that I've had anal sex with as a receiver, you know, they're worried about losing their erection. They're, they're worried about, you know, like it's going soft so I got to get it in and so they're rushing and I haven't always felt safe to say like slow things down or you know, I haven't felt comfortable I thought I'd be ruining the moment I thought you know they're gonna get frustrated and this person just sounded like he was in such a an amazing supportive environment to do this but yeah I wanted I wanted more details you know so. what and I like <laughs> I, it's so interesting that you said that too because like I'm thinking about like how the dildo also created an element of safety you know what yeah. I mean? Like, slowly, you know what it is. You know what's going in. You know, you know, like, I, I like that. Yeah, good stuff. Yes. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Even, you know, if you're you're worried about kind of losing your erection, like, suggest let's play with butt plugs. Let's play with dildos. Let me learn your body, you know? There's, yeah, and this doesn't, it, it that can apply to casual sex or 
you know, uh, long-term relationships. Like I think sometimes people feel if you're doing casual anal, you just kind of get in, you get out, you're just bodies, but you're still people, right? You're creating experiences through all of this and imprinting like what's happening and what do you remember? What does your body remember from this experience? So honor those booty holes. Honor, honor the booty hole. Right? Look at you. Next slogan. Right. Bam. I know. <laughs> Maybe Gucci will steal it. <laughs> My first vibrating butt plug was actually B Vibes Novice Plug. So I highly recommend it if you're a beginner booty or you're doing beginner booty stuff on someone else. And the reasons I liked it so many years ago for my beginner booty is the same reason it's one of my favorite toys to recommend. And if you've been out of the booty game for a while, so if you're you know, having to retrain your butt for penetration, it's a good idea to start with beginner butt plugs again. A great beginner butt plug has a rounded tip and a flexible neck. So the novice plug has both of these features and more. It's got this strong vibrator in the tip of the plug, and then you've also got a remote for hands-free pleasure, which is actually very convenient. <laughs> My favorite feature is that it's cushy on the outside, but firm on the inside. So when you're actually working it into the anus, you're getting the firmness you need to facilitate the penetration, but without the discomfort of a harder surface on delicate anal tissue when you're opening up. So whatever you choose to put in your butt, make sure that it has a flared base so it doesn't get lost in the rectum without a base, without a trace. If you're shopping for butt plugs, head over to b5.com. The novice plug, lube, enema kits, everything you need for anal pleasure you can find there. And you can use code LUNA, L-U-N-A, to save 30% off all of B5 branded products. Happy shopping. Okay, I want to hear more. Pick another one. This is a right. guest choice today. Yes, okay. Um... Let's go first time painful. First time was really awful because we were very, very young and all of our knowledge was from porn. And you know how important they don't show preparation, they don't show lube, conversations about boundaries, consent, and everything like that. So I am a fab. And I was on my period, but we wanted to have sex, so we decided to try anal, and it did not go over well because um, we didn't use lube, we didn't talk about boundaries, we both said, okay, we can try this, but we were not ready, and when he put his dick inside me, it hurt like hell. It was really, really painful, and it didn't even, like, it was really painful, and we had to stop immediately. Um, he, we, we tried it really fast, so he breached a lot, and my booty hurt for, like, two weeks, and I was afraid to go to a doctor because I thought I was going to get judged, and we never tried it again and actually we broke up like two weeks after that oh awful didn't i just say this about uh, learning from porn and like thinking yes, that my it's... booty hole hurts listening to okay. this <laughs> i'm clenching okay. i'm clenching <laughs> awful oh awful there's so many just there's so much awfulness to that like the first part learning from porn and of course what they don't show in porn is the the prep and the boundaries and the consent and just all the talk um and then the fact that like you know her booty hole was hurting or their booty hole was hurting for like two weeks after that and like oh my gosh like you know um ugh, that is Oh, that's awful. It reminds me of this client I once had who was like, um, who was like, oh, I'm going to have anal sex, um, but I, my hemorrhoids are flared up. I was like, well, it's probably not a great time to have anal sex. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's just like, 
Ah, it sounds awful, you know. And it's like it makes your it does make your your booty hole clench up because you're like that sounds yeah. awful. It's awful. Yeah. Um. I and then the I di- and then being judged yeah. too, like the judging. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, like the not wanting to go to the doctor and fear of being judged. Like, oh my gosh, if it wasn't so taboo or if people were just more comfortable, then it, if it wasn't such a big deal, you know. A lot of people would have would release some of that shame or that stigma that comes um, that they that they're feeling, you know. Yes, yes, yeah. We talked with um, Bishop Black, who's a a queer porn performer, um, in episode seven, and he really talked with us about all of what you can learn about butt stuff from porn, but like what you don't see, right? You don't see the seventy two hours of of anal prep. You don't see the editing. You don't see you know kind of like the communication and negotiation between the performers beforehand. And so we're just seeing the depiction of fantasy. And and it's just not, I think, like, this person taking it into reality in that way is so understandable. Because where else are we seeing, you know, how to have sex? We're, we're taking porn as instructional because it's what's widely available. It's also very much centered on the male gaze. It's centered on penetration and heteronormative stuff, even when it's, you know, queer mainstream porn. So I, I just feel for this person who is such a perfect example of why what you said previously about, you know, bringing in education way earlier so that you can watch porn and be like, huh, they didn't use lube, you know, and like you have that knowledge already. Or just know um, that it happened ahead of time. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it would be yes. great if like, you know, before like this, you know, anal sex seven came out they were like before these scenes this is what happens with the performers or whatever like that would be a nice little educational piece so people know like oh wait it took them 72 hours to prep or um oh they use this kind of lube for this scene oh okay yes whatever so that people can get some of that knowledge but yeah that's Yes. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that um, they kind of went from, you know, poke, poke with maybe a finger. I don't know if this person got their ass eaten, but very little anal seduction and then straight to a penis. And my rule is, is if I can't get like one or two fingers inside someone's booty hole, um, then I'm not putting anything bigger than one or two fingers inside someone's booty hole. You know, so find yourself butt plugs that are the size of like one finger with rounded tips. And we're going to we'll put some um, uh, suggestions in the show notes for you. But like really using the tools that are available that support this anal pleasure anatomy. Right. Like shoving a penis of any size into an unprepared anus is is usually not going to work out well and and i i wonder if this person dealt with fissures or you know other damage to their absolutely two weeks yeah two weeks yeah yeah there's some damage happening absolutely yeah Yeah. i'm sure there was some bleeding your, your client with like the hemorrhoids i think people deal with these these things even if they're not having you know, like, um, hard or rough or unprepared anal sex. And so learning how to navigate, like when your body's in that state, because some people will, you know, they're like, I can't give up receiving. I don't want to wait two weeks for it to heal. And so people are pushing through that pain, like your client. And, and that can sometimes cause even further injury. And there are ways that, that we can still enjoy anal, even when stuff's like going on with our booty. Exactly. Learn those ways. Yeah, exactly. That was my suggestion. Yeah. Just like if it's (laughs) aggravated, like do something else, you know, like don't you don't want to make them angrier. Not hemorrhoids. Booty angry. You don't want angry, angry, angry booty. (laughs) Speaking of angry booty, (laughs) though, there is one that's uh, called first time angry face. Oh, yes. Okay, let's listen to that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was funny. Okay, so the first time I did anal, I made sure I did a lot of research on, you know, how to clean yourself, um, how to relax, how to enjoy it, like the best positions. Um, But I don't know, like nothing really prepares you for what exactly it's going to feel like. So the first time I did it, um, it it really wasn't my favorite. I don't know what I was expecting. I I think I thought it would have been similar to like vaginal intercourse. Um, And so... I am the kind of girl that I cannot control my face at all, and I looked angry as hell. Um, and so my partner, seeing my face, 
Um, I don't, I don't know what came over him, but he just could not ejaculate. So he fucked my ass for one hour. One hour I had my ass fucked for the first time because my face looked so angry that it, it turned off my partner, not enough to make him soft, but enough that he just couldn't come. So yeah, that was my first time doing anal. (laughs) Okay. Marla and I, both of our faces are like gaping holes right now. You go first, Marla. <laughs> I know. I don't even know where to start. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. There wasn't a check-in. There was just like, you see my angry face. Like, I'm just putting myself in her position, right? Like, you see my angry ass face, and you just keep going. And even though it's, it's like... Oh, oh, it's like a sexy, ugly moment. Like, what is happening? I don't know. And then you still <laughs> proceed to go for it an hour because it was turning you off. Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. I would have, first of all, if uh, I probably would have given myself like 15 <laughs> minutes max on that. Like an yeah. hour, yeah. an hour. No. No, my booty hole deserves better. Okay. This is... <laughs> but I, I've been in that, that position, too, where you don't want to... You don't want to... You don't want to speak up. And also, you're in this, you know, very vulnerable, erotic state. And and I think sometimes, especially as tops, it's so important for us to remember that that is happening, you know, and for, for our receiver in a different way that it's happening for us. And that we really need to actively invite and and give them permission to speak up and remind them that they have a voice. We also need to be like, how did this person, you know, not tune in? Like, I tune into a flinch. I want to see their face, actually. Like, for first time anal, if I'm giving, I need the, I need to be able to see their face. And because these nonverbal cues are going to come up. And when someone's squishing their face and I'm like, are you okay? And they're like, mm, yeah, I'm okay. You know, like, that's not you're not okay. Like we can slow down. It's okay. You know, we can come back to this and that kind of language, like, Oh, like, you know, um, let me do, let me check in with that cute little booty hole. Let me see what it likes. Like, you know, is it still hungry? Does it want something else? Is there another part of you that needs me? You know, this is all so sexy if we're focused on giving pleasure and not just getting sex, right? Like not just like making the sex happen because I, I don't understand how this, (laughs) Like this booty hole survived, you know, with the anger causing like probably a constriction in her breath and a tenseness in, in the body. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, that does not sound, it did not sound exciting or like full of pleasure at all. Like yeah, having an angry face and just keeping that angry face and just, yeah, that doesn't, for me, that doesn't even seem like a turn on either. Like, no. An angry yeah. face does not seem like a turn on. A fearful face, yeah. maybe, but not like, a, but not, not an, an angry, angry face. Yeah. And do you think, like, I know you talk a lot about communication. Like, do you think in this scenario, if they had used, you know, like a safe system, if they had just agreed, you know, is that something that absolutely? You know, I feel like everybody can learn from the kink from the kink world. Um, I actually have a chapter talking about or. Uh, sort of in a talk anyway it's coming out uh talking about how um how we can learn so much from the kink world and that's one of the things around sort of consent checking in symbols uh you know gestures you know slow down stop all of these things you know uh, safe words can be used for regular ass you know sexual experiences so (laughs) regular ass sexual pun not intended but, um, uh, <laughs> but uh, we like puns here on the phone. <laughs> We're funny. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, like I think it's it's super important that you have a, a symbol, a tap out, a stop, go, hand up, fist up, whatever it is. Just deciding on those ahead of time is going to make your whole sexual experience better. So yes, yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, they needed they needed a system right there because uh, yeah. that that kind of discomfort for an hour just does not yeah 
That does not sound okay. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about this too, like this, you know, not feeling that the end goal of the sex has to be the orgasm. And so this person, if they were struggling to come, I mean, we could have pulled out and done other things, right? And I think a lot of times for people with penises and masculine people, we're told that what they're bringing to the table is the erection. And so that's problematic in so many ways. For them, it can cause performance anxiety. For everybody else, it's like, oh, well, when the penis is done, then everything else is done, you know? And so um, it's it's really about, like, engaging the rest of the body. So even though you're in the booty hole, like, what else could, could this person have done to, you know, kind of spread out arousal and, like, tease to the rest of, of this person's body? Right, right. Like, what... Can you get a, like, what about a happier face, right? Wouldn't it be like, let me get the happy face. What would bring the happy face? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see you having fun, not, you know, trying my best to make myself come and seeing you angry about it. Like, yes, yes. And I love that, that the person who told the story that they really, you know, they knew that this wasn't good like they they had that observation about themselves and even if you don't do anything in those moments that knowledge is going to help you the next time that knowledge is going to you know inspire you to not betray your body or to really get the kind of pleasure that you want but when it happens to like I've been in this exact position so I'm I really value that this person shared it because I think we feel shame I feel shame about not having spoken up I feel guilty like oh I didn't you know take care of my body and then I just compromised for this dude or whatever and and that that can even add to feeling even more disempowered but I love the observation of this person yeah yeah and I love the fact the prep ahead of time like the education yes. and the prep like just being like okay I did my research I did the things like I was like I'm proud yes yeah. good job way to go yeah yeah all of these are so great I feel proud of everybody so far it's amazing all right let's do another one I want another one Ooh, all right first time anal mess Ooh, here we go. It's a shitstorm. Okay, our first time trying anal, uh, my wife of 14 years decided, <clears throat> one day she asked me, she said, um, do you care if I, uh, if I fuck you? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, um, it's called pegging. So I said, sure. And, you know, we both didn't know really what to expect, and we did it. I mean, it was a little messy. We didn't know what we were doing. This was back before, you know, we didn't even have internet around 2006 or seven when we tried it. And smartphones weren't around, so we, you know, couldn't really research it. We just did it off what we saw in a video and a picture. Um, If I had one thing, if I could go back, it would be, I would, uh, you know, learn how to clean out because, you know, it got a little messy because we didn't even know what we were doing. She just stuck it in and, and went to town. But it sure was fun. And now 15 years later, we both enjoy it quite a bit. That's awesome. Well, the second part. <laughs> <laughs> Post shitstorm, it was a beautiful ending. Right. <laughs> we got there. I, I loved that they... Like, this curiosity about just, like, switching things up. Like, can I fuck you? You know? And, and, and that meaning penetration. Like, can I give you penetration? Because I think heteronormative ideas about penetration don't only affect people who are in heterosexual relationships. You know? It's kind of like, oh, are you always the giver? Are you always the receiver? And, yeah, we can kind of have our grooves. But, you know, what an amazing way to discover another way to get turned on. Right. By just trying, by communicating the fact that, you know, his wife asked about, can I do this? And it's called this. And so she had done some research without the the Internet, (laughs) without smartphones and kind of had an idea of a fantasy. Um, Yeah, I really I really like that. And the cleaning out piece. I think, you know, even back then, even now, I think this is like people's first thing on their mind. And um, we, we talk about it pretty much in every episode, but there's, there's also this pressure to be squeaky clean. And, you know, the anus has a, has a shitty day job. Like, it's like, it's like you got to have some kind of understanding for the environment that you're going to be in. And uh, I think Dr. Jess also kind of talked about this, about like, what do you think's going to happen if there's this mess? You know, like, is your partner going to leave you? Like, they didn't get divorced because there was a little bit of shit from, you know, their anal play. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What did you think? 
Yeah, I think, first of all, I thought the story was beautiful. Um, it just, it sucks because, like, before the internet times, you know, like, you know, where did you find this information? And Yeah. Um, it, it's sort of like, wow, okay. And, but I love the fact that they explored it. And, like, as far as the messiness goes, I mean, you know, it comes with a job. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. If you have a healthy system, like it, it, it is what it is. So, um, I sometimes I wish that folks like would be more like this couple and just be like, yeah, it happens. It's it, it's it's part of our bodies. So you know, and let like let's continue to move on and and uh, yeah. and keep exploring because you know. And now that they have probably a lot more tools than they know about, um, or a lot more tools than they knew now, I mean, that they know now than they did back then, um, yes. you know, they can navigate it a whole lot better. But um, but I think, you know, it comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And like, I always say to people, if I'm giving anal, I'll say, hey, babe, you know, if, if you need to freshen up, I'll tell you. So you just relax. Don't worry about a mess. Like, you can always go to the bathroom. I, I will let you know. Because also sometimes if there's poop, like, I if, it's, if I'm using a condom on a dildo, if it's on a glove, that's easy to manage. And maybe they don't need to even be concerned about it. But I know I'm way more concerned about my poo on somebody else than I am about theirs on me. And so as a receiver, I'll sometimes say, hey, like, can you just let me know if I need to freshen up, like, so that I don't have to think about it because I can't see. And and I think that communication ahead of time about like, hey, we're all worried about this. All our bodies do this, you know, but let's just make it comfortable for us to not let it get in the way of the pleasure that, that we're trying to pursue. Yes. When I've had partners who've said that to me when I was bottoming for them, that made me feel so much more comfortable. Like, you know, if it happens, it happens. It's all good. Like, I've had it happen to me before. So, like, you know, we'll just, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. It'll be, it'll be fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. Okay, I loved that one. That was a good one. All right. Do we have another one? I picked somebody who I knew really enjoyed anal sex to be my first to introduce me into that world, so to speak. Uh, and it was a pretty good experience. He did, you know, he did a very good job. Very, very thorough. Very uh, safe and whatever. However, mistake was that that was all he was into. I literally, he would rather fuck me in the ass than anywhere else. So that was my mistake. I <laughs> <laughs> She was so focused, and they were so focused on, like, I want to get the perfect person for my booty hole. Then they're like, I am the only person for your booty hole, and booty hole only. Like, that's some good manifesting right there, but, uh... Right? Yeah. (laughs) You should start a business if you already don't have one. (laughs) So true. I was just like, like... I guess he would be the perfect person to be like, uh, you know, have a fuck buddy, you know, like your booty fuck buddy, you know, like it would be like, I just want to call him just for for anal because that's the only thing he wants to do. Um, Yes. You know, Yes. you have to go elsewhere for everything else. (laughs) Yeah. And I just I never like I I know I I follow this um, subreddit that's called anal only lifestyle and so it's for people who only have anal so some people are doing it in a BDSM way because they they're putting like sort of chastity on other parts of their body like pussies or or cocks Um, and other people are are doing it because they they just love they love anal they and I'm not I'm not sure what the the sexual orientation or gender makeup is of the group but it's really interesting to kind of hear how you know the butthole because everyone has one so it's like crossing all of those things right it's crossing gender it's crossing sexual orientation um but i never would have thought to seek out an anal expert i really like the attitude of this person <laughs> you know like they were like i'm gonna get it so i'm gonna get it from someone who knows what they're doing right and 
what a great attitude to bring to all of our sex to really like ask these questions to create the environment with people who know what they're doing so not being afraid to to kind of ask you know do you know how to do this have you fisted people before have you because i think especially in with butt stuff with thing that people things that people think are on the fringe or the margin of sexuality kink bdsm you know they oftentimes will hear people say well i have 10 years of experience you know doing anal or doing this or doing that and sometimes the experience translates into technique and sometimes it doesn't it just means you gave a lot of bad anal or like you gave a lot of bad kink or whatever and and so like really having the knowledge to know what that criteria is so if, if this person asked like do you have experience with anal sex and he said yes and then she was like okay so what what does your preparation look like what does what kinds of things are you concerned about what kinds of things do you enjoy you know how what do you expect of your partner in receiving what does communication look like like these are the questions that we should be having on tinder and that i would have if i wasn't double banned but you know there's <laughs> probably for asking these questions i got double (laughs) but like i think like we just you know it's it's so intimidating to have that that kind of communication but i love that this person just like went for it (laughs) yeah absolutely i like that i was like it's a go-getter yeah i feel proud of everyone today yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay all right all right i think last one yeah awesome tips for younger self so what i would tell my younger self hmm, bask in the booty hole if you prepare use a lot of loop do it right it's not supposed to hurt all right that was so sweet it was that was so sweet i feel like that should be like like a motivational booty hole thing like you just listen to that every day you're like Lots of lube. It's not supposed to hurt. It has the best voice ever. I was so soothed. Oh my gosh. I was like, dirty talk voice. (laughs) I totally was like, this person has taken some lessons. Oh my gosh. But you know, I love, I love that we're, we're, you know, kind of closing with that one for our, our listener stories because there, there really is something about how you approach it. And, you know, is it under pressure? Is it under obligation? Is it under, you know, excitement? Is it under passion, curiosity, whatever it is? Because that all matters too for how your nervous system feels about going into this, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love the fact that, you know, they were like, you know, tips for my younger self, you know, because if I were to think about like my younger self who was like booty stuff, no way, um, I would be, I could go back to the future. I mean, you know, go back and be like, hey, you know, just try, just try it a little bit. You know, it's okay. You know, don't, don't be so caught up uh, into, you know, caught up in your own taboo or stigma feelings or anything like that so um yes Yes. uh i don't know why that is for for why some of us get that message as when we're younger that like booty hole is no 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 you know what i mean like where but i think part of that too is like the movies old movies that you see like if you ever see movies from like the 80s and 90s they like stigmatize like booty hole sex right it was like don't go in there (gasps) dangerous you know and so i think that um i think that definitely has contribute contributed socially to why it's been so you know stigmatized um around pleasure so um so yeah, yeah, I love it though. Tips for the younger self. I don't know if you have that episode, but you definitely that'd that be a good be a one. Good one. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you bring up this idea about like how movies, like not even just porn, but like how popular media actually portrays anal. And we have a conversation coming up with um, an intimacy coordinator, and so we're gonna be talking Sweet. with her about you know how yeah how does this like because um, a lot of the the anal sex that that we see too in popular media is it's sometimes very violent it's it's often assault it's often rough um and it's depicted as like a violent act and or an act between you know just like gay men or something gay cis men 
So I, I, I don't know, because I, I would love to hear your first time anal too, because I was thinking about what you said about, you know, where did this, where did this kind of come from? And, you know, I went to Catholic school and so like, I never heard about booty sex and I heard a lot about booty sex, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's not something we learned, but like people were doing it because they wanted to maintain virginity right. or, oh, yeah. right? or they didn't want to get pregnant or, um, you know, yeah, all these kinds of things that, as an alternative whole. And one of the other listeners had said, you know, like she, they were on, she was on her period and um, wanted to do something different. So all of these ideas about where booty sex fits into our, you know, de desires and sex, and it's often something that's an, an alternative. So it's kind of, it gets marginalized rather than being an option that, that this is something if I'm in the mood for, if I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I, I for my first time anal. Um, actually, I don't even I don't remember because I remember so many fingers going up there without my permission or consent, and and often sinking into it, being like, okay, maybe this is a thing, and then it was dry, so it felt gross, and you know, I didn't have all the checks and balances of let me see your fingernails, let me see those nails, are they filed, are they whatever, you know, and now I have that that protocol. Um, but <laughs> I didn't play with my own butt before someone played with my butt. And so that was something that I would tell my younger self is like, you know, even I actually think if you're going to be a giver too, and you're, you're okay with it, there's no trauma, there's nothing that, that makes you feel unsafe, that it's a really good idea to, to see what it's like, to feel that pressure, to feel those sphincters, to, you know, see how slow you actually have to go. And I wish I'd done that because I think my best anal experiences, the one I remember as like my first good anal, you know, didn't, there was no pain at all. There was no discomfort. I was so sunk into the eroticism and the person was slow and like no pressure, you know, not being like, oh, I can't get it in, just relax, you know, um, that it, it felt so much easier to kind of like be in my body and not being trying to escape my body because there's pain and discomfort, right? And creating that division where you actually just kind of you leave yourself. Yeah, that was my first time receiving. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I had some like very interesting sort of exploration happenings. I think the first time that someone was like, I want to explore your booty, they were like wanted to um, use their tongue, you know, they wanted to do some rimming. I was kind of like, huh, well, okay, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, she made me feel, you know, secure and, and safe and, um, but it was still around like, is this okay? Like, I still just did not have a good grasp on booty pleasure. And then, um, I had, then I had another, I had a girlfriend who, was like, I want to explore your booty. And so was really excellent. Like we were in a bath and like, you know, she used her fingers and that was really, it was kind of, the bath was very relaxing. So it was for me, it was kind of like, okay, we're in this relaxed environment, you know, she's using, you know, her finger and like, and that was really nice because you know, you putting your finger into your booty hole is definitely going to be different than someone else putting their finger into your booty hole. So it was like, you know, feeling what that felt like. Um, because at that point, it was like, okay, I felt it myself. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is different, but it actually is kind of good and relaxing. I like it. Um, and then it wasn't, and then my booty hole just didn't get touched for a long time for like no other reason. Um, and then, uh, and then I had an ex who, um, explored, um, who we did the progression, um, you know, fingers to, to dildos. So that was, uh, really nice. So that felt, you know, safe and secure. And then, um, and then, uh, my first time exploring booty holes was, um, my first time, uh, it was at Hedonism in Jamaica. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this guy, you know, let me explore his booty hole. He was, he was like, I'm not really sure, but okay. Um, and I mean, it wasn't an enthusiastic yes, but you know, it wasn't a no. So I took it. Um, and it was kind of, it was great. We both had a great time and 
he was just like, I didn't know, like, it could feel that good and that great. Like, thank you for that opportunity. So that was really cool. And, um, and my first time roommate was pretty good. Like, I have, I've had all, like, really pretty good booty experiences. Like, I've been fortunate to, to have some, some really great ones. Um, and then the only other times where it's been like, you know, where people maybe accidentally trying to, you know, they're like yeah. fucking you from behind and go from vagina and then try to go and you're like, ah, other than that, like, yeah, I've yeah. been having, I've been having uh, good experiences. I'm so happy for your booty hole. <laughs> that you've had all these great experiences and, and in different ways and different vibes because I, I think sometimes, you know, I, I can I can feel the, the, the rough fantasies of people listening to this and being like, yeah, but I want it rough or I want it hard or I want it, you know, and and I think that 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 is possible. I don't think that anything that that we've shared needs to change for that, because I, I think the, the, the anal experiences that was my best anal in receiving was a, a rougher role play. It was mm. it was it was a power exchange. You know, there was. Uh, fantasies of like um, different dynamics behind it that where I was more pow powerless and helpless than the other person or in bondage or something and um, that it still didn't you know all the same principles applied like my body still need to be warmed up my body still needed to be you know have a butt plug first and really good fingering really good ass eating uh, you know good pussy eating like all the other pieces were there so whether you want to go rough soft sensual multiple people one person external like you said with eating ass or internal it actually doesn't matter the, the anal pleasure anatomy still needs that warming up it needs that blood flow it needs that seduction right yep absolutely absolutely i mean i mean you said it safety and security are everything and if you have that then you can you can breathe a little bit you know you can relax a little bit more breathe in feel good and, and feel confident that you have a lover that's going to respect you um yes yes you know. absolutely like regardless of what you're role playing like mm -hmm. they respect you outside of your your erotic container yeah um marla do you have a booty blooper to share with us do you have something that's funny or shameful or you shat yourself whatever anything <laughs> that, that you want <laughs> <laughs> a booty blooper. Yeah, my blooper is up on the plug by B Vibe, and so you, if people are curious and you haven't heard it yet, you can go over and watch that. But I, I'm collecting booty bloopers from all of our guests. <laughs> oh my gosh, booty blooper, booty blooper. You can take your time. You can think about it. You're fine. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. Oh god. Did a pug fall out of you? <laughs> we had bishop chat on his um lavender yoga mat after a live stream of like anal stuff <laughs> someone told a story they lost the yogurt water bottle or like a patient came in and there was a yogurt like a yop like those those yogurt milk drinks or whatever oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh no so uh, i i do have one um so okay. Uh, back in the day, I, well, not back in the day, I'm still interested in having sex in bathrooms, but um, I was having a lot of sex in a lot of different bathrooms, <laughs> and an uh, ex of mine, we were in a bathroom um, at a club, and um, she was like, let's just do some booty stuff, and so, you know... She was doing some rimming on me and then, you know, proceeded to use fingers and was fucking me. And then people were coming into the bathroom because it's, you know, it was like public stalls, right? So there's like more than one stall. And people were like, are people fucking in the bathroom? Are people fucking, you know, and it was, <laughs> it was so distracting that I was like, okay, we got to be done. And then we just look at each other. We start laughing, and I farted the lardo, the loudest <laughs> fart because like my butt was just like relaxed, and it was just like, and I was just like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Oh my god, my face is turning so red right now. But I was so embarrassed, <laughs> and I was just like, I can't go out there. I'm so hot right now. I've never shared that story. That's so horrible. Um, 
So I just, I had to pause and like, we just had to wait and like, till people like left the bathroom and, um, and then finally, uh, I could I, I I could leave after after everything had settled because I was just like there's no way I cannot face and we ended up going out of the fucking back door to leave the place so the the restrooms are like next to like the the back door of the club so we left and that was it I didn't have to face anybody thank God so you and and your fart cloud and your partner just <laughs> like left dragging it out <laughs> yes. And the smell was horrendous, so... absolutely horrendous. <laughs> we left behind a horrid, horrid smell. And all we could do was just fucking laugh. We just fucking laughed right? and just, you didn't have to laugh. and left. <laughs> laughed and fucking like You just fell gunned. out of your chilled out booty hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta fucking get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. It's horrible. If if I had gas, I would have dropped one right now. It's so funny. But, <laughs> hey, and, <laughs> and, and, and picturing, like, there's so many elements to it. Because it's, like, so, like, filthy hot bathroom sex, right? In, mm-hmm. a, in public bathrooms. And then the, the distraction of the crowd outside. Are people fucking? Are people fucking? Right. And, and, and then you fart bombed everybody. And... <laughs> Left it there. <laughs> Left it there. <laughs> Trailed it on out the back door. <laughs> a little tooth bag for everyone. Like, here you go. <laughs> Awful. Oh my God, Marla, thank you for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> so embarrassing. I've never shared it. Oh my God. You're adorable and stinky, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm so, I, I think I'm red and hot and sweaty from this like amazing conversation. I knew you'd be awesome at, at gifting our listeners like so much of your wisdom and, and just who you are as a person. It's so, it's so amazing to know you and to learn from you. And so where can people find you? Like what's coming up? Where do you want people to, to come find you? Yeah, so you can find me on social media at uh, my handles on all social media at the number one Marla Stewart. Uh, and you can find me at Velvet Lips Sex Ed, that's sex without the E. And then um, Sex Down South Conference. So you go to sexdownsouth.com or SDSCon on Instagram uh, for more of that. Uh, for, if you catch me on social media, um, I do Racing Kink with Luna. You know, we do it once a month, so that's always fun. And, uh, you know, I'll be just doing lots of events and things during the year that I love to do. So you just got to, you know, follow me on my website or follow me on, on the on the social media and get all the info there. Yes. Or you yes. can join Very my text list. Things. You can join my text Ooh. list. Um, so the number there is 404-737-1364. Um, if you'd like to receive notices of stuff that I'm doing or things that I have to say. And it's me. It's, it's promise me. It's, it's me. It's not a bot. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing that you offer that. That's so awesome. Like the accessibility of that is amazing. Um, we're going to put all that stuff in, in the show notes. Definitely get on Marla's newsletter as well. Cause her newsletter is always full of, of all the great things that, that she's doing in all the places. And or do you have recorded classes online? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can find my um, classes um, online, uh, instant classes. You can view them, uh, yeah, instantly. So at velvetlipsexed.com. Amazing. And we'll put a link to your book with Dr. Jess as, as well so that people can learn some seduction tips. Marla, thank you so much for, for being on the plug. You're the best. Yes, thank you, you for having me. Such a great conversation. Yes, I love you You're too. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Aw, okay, we'll have you back sometime. Okay. <laughs> wow. I am so proud of you all, and I don't know how, but 
all of these, you know, tender, lovely stories, even though lots of them were filled with discomfort. But I, I think it's so amazing when we're able to talk about our experiences and sharing your stories is amazing for owning your story. You know, your story doesn't have to stay uncomfortable. It can transform into pleasure. You can help other people. And so there, there's this magic in us talking about our first time anal to help other people navigate their own stories, right? So Marla is magnificent, one of my favorite all-time people, and her insight brought this playful, seductive, and brilliant perspective to the conversation. So be sure to check out our show notes for where you can find and follow Marla and her work on social media. She's at one Marla Stewart or at Velvet Lips Sex Ed um, or the Sex Down South conference you can find at SDSCon. And if you've got a booty tale of your own that you want to share, all of our stories come in anonymously and you record them online. There's nothing to download. You don't have to share your phone number and you can share up to a five minute booty story. And I'm listening to all of them. I'm here giggling like a little perv on the wall, listening to all your, your booty stories. So I really enjoy them. And you can also let us know what kind of booty stories you want to hear. So if you want to submit you can find that in the the show notes as well but it's speakpipe.com backslash the plug podcast and we are looking for stories about your best and worst butt dates uh extreme anal stories so fisting gangbangs booty confessionals if you got a booty i have a booty confessional i'm going to contribute to that one and uh your anal opinions you know do you think anal sex should be part of the sex ed curriculum what do you think about anal sex in movies and media and how it's represented we really want to keep this conversation going with you so like or subscribe wherever you are listening so you don't miss out on new episodes follow us on instagram at the plug by b vibe and join in on the conversation on there And until next time, stay bootyful.